WWE to possibly run a pay-per-view in the UK this September, uh, September of next year. Do drop to challenge for the Raw Women's title during the WWE UK tour. The NXT Championship will be on the line during the WWE UK tour. Walter is set to make his return during the WWE UK tour as we've got the full lineup for each show which has been released. Martel Bartel and Fabian Iker won the NXT Tag Team Championships. Uh, WXW announced the return to 16 Carat Tournament. Uh, Francesco Akira is to challenge Daz Black for the ICW Zero G title at Fear and Loven. And Chris Ridgway has been entered into RevPro UK's British J Cup. Hello, everyone, and welcome to TNT, a great British wrestling podcast for great British wrestling as featured on Bodyslam.net. I am your host, the great British attacker, Mr. Andrew Moore, Andy to most, and my co host, as always, is the pro wrestling t shirt champion of the world, Big Daddy Dan, Daniel Allen. How are we doing? We are somewhat changed from our last podcast. You may have noticed a subtle difference. Yes, uh, I believe you are now a dwarf. I have actually shrunk by four feet. Um, no, I have, um, for those of you listening, I have bleached my hair and my beard because every year around the coming season, I am an ambassador for a certain large man in a big red suit. So I'm getting ready for that now. Indeed, although, as I say, with the bleachness at the moment, it looks more like you're an elf than Santa. But I think you're on way. You're on route. I, I think, don't the elves have beards quite of this magnitude? Oh, well, I'm thinking like the head elf, like the, the, the oh, elder chief elf. elf. The chief elf, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and we'll be talking about the tribal chief of the Big Fat Geeks in a little while. Uh, but before we get on to most of the show, uh, we would like to obviously wish all the best uh, to Ethan Allen, who is currently out of action for possibly in the next couple of months after he picked up an injury at the latest Catch a Dingma show. Uh, I believe it's not to his knee. Uh, but luckily, there are no lim- ligament damage. It's just a sprain, and yeah, he is hopeful to be returning to in-ring action in a couple of weeks. It's a shame because he had a couple of big matches coming up. He did. One of which I was intending to. Well, I am going to be at. Yeah, obviously, he was going to be part of the British J Cup main event against United Empire, Will Osprey and uh, Aussie Open, teaming with Ricky Knight Jr. I believe he was going to be challenging for the tag team titles as well at a later date. Uh, and, of course, he missed out on that fantastic TNT stream show that happened yesterday. Uh, and I can't wait. I've, everything I've seen from that show just been so positive. Yeah, it sounds like it was an absolutely amazing show. And I am a little bit gutted that I wasn't able to attend. A little bit. I'm, I'm totally, I'm just absolutely gutted. So uh, next year, I will, if they are, I hope this is a yearly event and next year I will be attending the event uh, well in advance indeed. Uh, but you were at a show just this of week, course. weren't you? I was down in Kent on Friday night for Rumble Wrestling <clears throat> Promotions. Um, and I was there primarily because they put on a fantastic show anyway. 
but I was there for the final of the British Lightweight Championship, the Mal Mason um, belt, and I was very lucky to be in attendance to watch Nino versus Maverick Mayhew for the belt, and Nino won in a British round system. It was eight rounds, um, three minutes apiece, and the rounds were scored by three British British wrestling legends, um, three World of Sport wrestlers. They were Tony Scarlo, who wrestled Dynamite Kid on TV a number of times, Bill Beanie um, from Ashford in Kent, who was trained by Danny Lynch, which takes you way back in wrestling, and Carl Hines, who was a regular for Dale Martin through the 60s, 70s and 80s, and only retired last year at the age of 80. Wow. He was still wrestling at the age of 80, and he is in the British Wrestling Hall of Fame. And I spent a long time chatting with him, and he was educating me as to why the wrestler he thought was the better of the two was the better of the two. So, yeah, it was absolutely fantastic, um, wonderful atmosphere, approximately 240, 250 people there, and I even won the raffle. Oh, that's excellent. Uh, What did you win? I won a very nice bottle of brandy. Ooh, very nice. Indeed. Uh, Was there any other big matches? I heard Sid Manelli. Sid Manelli, our own British third-generation wrestling star, is dad, of course, Steve Manelli, who was in World of Sport, and his granddad, I believe, was... Bill Manelli, but I would have to double check that. Um, he wrestled in a lumberjack match um, uh, against the holding Tate, May- Tate Mayfair. I always get Mayfair and Mayhew mixed up. Um, and he won the belt back in the lumberjack match, which went over fantastically with the crowd. And it was a classic lumberjack match. Lots of heel turns and grabbing the baby face and giving him a good kicking. It was it was great fun, all in all. Overall, I would give that show four star, uh, four sugars. That's excellent. Uh, and yeah, so if you're local to Rumble Wrestling, I believe they tra- travel all around the Kentish area, don't they? They do, and they've got a couple of big shows coming up for Christmas. So do get on their Twitter and have a look. It's Rumble Wrestling Promote underscore Pro. Rumble Rest underscore Pro. Yeah, kind of an old school promotion, very family friendly. It's just a great atmosphere. And as you say, classic style wrestling. You had uh, uh, our recent guest was at the show as well. He was indeed. Mr. Chris Hatch, Britain's leading independent referee, was at the show. Um, I did get a chance to say hello (laughs) to him. Um, And it was fantastic to see him there. We interviewed Chris this week and the interview is available on YouTube and on Spotify. Um, for you to listen to you can hear some really interesting um, points about rules and one of the things I did take away from this show was there were tag ropes and the tag ropes were being used properly throughout the tag matches yes with certain promotions and uh, not others but it's it's yeah I really enjoyed this interview because obviously I do bemoan the rules very often uh and yes, one of the leading UK referees very much agreed with me <laughs> on yes, some of the points of uh, nature. Although he did, uh, you know, I always thought tags should only be on the arm. Uh, but of course, he says it, it can be full body. Above uh, the waist, I believe. Above the waist. He, he, he mentioned about the fact, obviously, he did love the you should only break out the tag team once because otherwise you'll just end up in endless cycles which is very true and it happens very often 
Uh, we talked about pure matches, pure rules with the free rule, uh, rope break, and so many other just brilliant. One other thing uh, that we discussed was our whole, uh, Mount Rushton, our top four wrestlers. And if you listen, you will hear Chris Hatch put the first female wrestler on our Mount Rushton. So if you want to find out who that is, do listen to the show. Actually, I did remember, and I look back, Rebecca Resnard uh, mentioned Mako Satomura. Ah, yes. She well, ignore her. everything I said, but anyway, <laughs> he puts a fantastic female wrestler on the show, on the uh, Mount Rushton. Indeed, and three fantastic, superb uh, wrestlers, or just four wrestlers, great wrestlers. He talks about some of the great promotions that are out there right now. He talked about who he believes are the top stars at the scene at the moment, as well as uh, who he thinks are the you know, the two guys that he believes will be the real breakout stars in the UK. Uh, and as I say, just a very, very enjoyable interview and such a nice guy. Really nice guy. Uh, but you weren't the only one at a show this week. Our good friend, the tribal chief of the Big Fat Geeks, uh, Mr. Stephen Salden. You may have seen him on a couple of the shows. Of course, if you've been a long-time listener, you'll have heard him on very some of the early episodes. We hope to get him back on a bit more of a uh, regular basis. Regular basis, he is a. But he was at one of uh, again one of your one of our favorite promotions at the moment, our Ultimate British Wrestling, who runs shows in the Hertfordshire and somewhat Bedfordshire region because they run in Biggleswade, which technically. And Stockfold. Uh, yeah, and Stockfold as well. Uh, and uh, they were in they were in Stockfold this time, weren't they? They were indeed. They were in Stockfold putting on their uh Hallowken Rana. Hurricane Rana. Hurricane Rana. Hurricane Rana, their Halloween show, because you know it's wrestling and what would Halloween be without a Halloween wrestling show? And there were many. We've talked about so many. I'm glad we won't be talking about Halloween uh, wrestling uh, for a long, long time again. Uh, but he really enjoyed the show. His young son uh, really enjoyed the show. His young son was very upset that uh, his current favourites, the uh, BDSM, Charles Crowley and Clementine, were not there uh, unfortunately they were busy being bdsm elsewhere uh, but they said they look forward to seeing him again soon which is a great little touch from charles crowley on that part uh, but he still really really enjoyed the show in particular the highlights being smashing mike once again uh, so he took on percy tainer and won uh, it was slightly comical match but mike showed he can do technical uh, well, at the last show, and this showed he can be has a good comedy side to him as well. And he believes that the young man is gonna go far. In fact, he phrases it this dude's gonna go far. <laughs> uh, there was a surprise appearance by Means, who was actually sat next to himself and his young son, uh, with a mask on, and then jumped Mike after the match. Uh, he was then put in a match with the Spring Hill Jack Landers after he came out to make the save. Me went on to win the match, which was also great. And uh, just all round, he says it is a four sugar show. Again, a fantastic family show. So do yourselves a favor if you're in the town, if you're local, go to those shows. Again, I believe they've got a Christmas show coming up as well. 
Yes, in sometime in December, and, I, and that's going to be in Stevenage, I think. Ah, there we I go. I think it is. I know they have one coming up in Stevenage, or did, we, or did It's you quite got, possible. Yeah. Anyway, let's get to some of uh, the big news, of course, and the first big part of the news is WWE are said to be running a UK pay-per-view in September... Uh, this was reported originally by Sean Rossap of Fightful.com. Uh, he said that the September 3rd or the 4th is slated tentatively as a WWE UK pay-per-view, as far as I understand. Even if they are, they ran the day of All Out, the shows would likely be an ocean apart and not technically head-to-head. Um, Even if they were going to be going against AEW, the daytime show in the UK means that it wouldn't run at the same times. Yeah, so that, yeah, I think that's the point he was trying to make. Uh, well, so, I mean, it's not the first time we've heard this news. Uh, when the last UK tour was in town, Drew McIntyre uh, was very adamant that he was working diligently to uh, get the, w, uh, the UK audience a WWE pay-per-view. Uh, September, is that SummerSlam or is that after? Um, I don't think it will be a named show. I think it will be a surprise one. But something else that we didn't have noted down there was um, Tom Campbell from Cultaholic interviewed um, Tyson Fury's wife this week, mm-hmm. who um, said that Tyson Fury will definitely be back with WWE. Um, so... I think if they're going to be having this UK pay-per-view show, it's going to end up having quite likely a, a rather large Gypsy King there as well. Yes, they can play play it around Tyson Fury. And of course, he's never been hotter after another dominant win over Deontay Wilder uh, very recently. So he, yeah, uh, he had that match against Braun Strowman, am I right? Yep, it was. I don't know how it went. I don't think I watched it. Um, Funnily enough, it ended with a knockout. <laughs> there we go. Uh, of course, AEW did report themselves that they were planning to do a pay-per-view in the UK during the summer of next year. Uh, so again, uh, but he thought it would be more, what is it, full gear, I think he thought would be the pay-per-view. But he said that was like, he was only guessing. And uh, so we'll stress that. But, yeah, it'd be nice for us to get a new pay-per-view. It would be fantastic. And Tyson Fury would be just the right man to build it around. Uh, Now, of course, WWE will be in the UK much sooner than next year. They, in fact, will be in the UK. uh, Is it as of next week or is it a week after they are actually in the UK? Week after. It's the week after. Uh, they start their tour. Oh no, no, on the second. Oh bloody hell! That's just two days away. Yeah. So uh, the WWE return to the UK uh, between the second and the tenth. Oh no, no, third of November to the tenth of November is the second UK tour of the year. Uh, they'll be running a total of eight shows: four for SmackDown, three for War, War and one Super Show. Uh, and they've released the lineups. And what we do know is Doodrop, Piper Niven, Viper, 
anything other than Dewdrop. Uh, still love her. She's fantastic. She's constant professional to allow this. Uh, so, but yes, Dewdrop is going to be challenging for the UK Raw title. Uh, it's going to be a triple threat matchup. Uh, against Becky Lynch, who is, I believe, the current champion, and Bianca Belair. Mm. So just kind of just throwing in a UK person into their feud because they're in the UK. Makes sense. Makes sense. No doubt Becky Lynch will go over in each of these shows, but it's nice to see that Doodrop gets to challenge for a championship, I guess. Yeah, Scotland versus Ireland versus America. Why not? Uh, of course, uh, let's have a look at the full lineup for the show. As I say, we're also going to have a WWE Championship street fight uh, where Big E will defend against Bobby Lashley. Uh, a Raw Tag Team Championship match. That's RK Bro versus the Street Profits. Versus the Dirty Dogs, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Are they still a team? Uh, apparently so. Uh, and United States Championship Fatal 4-Way match. Damian Priest, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. I thought Damian Priest just lost the title. I'm really not up to date with WWE, as I should be. Uh, the 24-7 Championship will be on the line as Reggie uh, takes on John Morrison. And uh, Liv Morgan versus Carmella. That's quite a lineup. Quite a lineup. I mean, uh, several championship matches. Uh, So that's good to see. So they've got the, yeah, it's big, big stars there Bobby Lashley, Big E. You haven't mentioned a, 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 a match that I've heard about that I'm a bit excited for. Oh, should we move on to the SmackDown lineup then? Yes, let's. Let's move on to the SmackDown lineup. And we must note that on the SmackDown tour, the NXT Championship will be on the line. Uh, so I'm, I'm still teasing it. We're not getting there yet. But uh, the FD NXT Championship will be on the line at both the WWE Super Show and the WWE SmackDown uh, Show. Uh, of course, so at the Super Show, it'll be a singles match as Bron Brecker takes on Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, but on the SmackDown show, it'll be a triple threat match as Tommaso Ciampa takes on Bron Brecker and Sami Zayn. Plus, at the SmackDown show, former NXT UK champion... Walter will be making his return to those shows where he'll be taking on Cesaro. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, they're just going to beat lumps of uh, things out of each other, aren't they? There will be blood. Yeah. Who do you and think it will be chest- on Cesaro's chest. <laughs> <laughs> who do you think his chest is going to be the reddest coming out of the match? Uh, probably Walter because of his very pale skin. True, Cesaro has got a well, he's still a bit pale despite being in uh, the United States. But uh, yeah, that's a great, 
great match. And wow, fantastic to see. Because we've not seen or heard of Walter since he lost the NXT UK Championship to Ilya Dragunov. Uh, He was not drafted during the recent draft that I'm aware of. I thought the only big UK uh, news out of the draft was... uh, Rich Holland going to SmackDown. So does this mean Walter is going to be... Kaylee Ray as well. Is Kaylee Ray? Yeah, Kaylee Ray went to NXT US. Oh, yeah, but that's not... That wasn't part of the draft. She just went to NXT. They They didn't count NXT in the draft this time. I don't believe. They've gone back to just say it's developmental. It's not a third brand anymore. So they didn't actually draft. So she just technically left the UK and went to NXT. I may have lost Big Dan recently. So I'm going to continue onwards. Uh, So we'll go to the lineup for the Raw and SmackDown Super Show. We should note that the Raw shows are start on the 3rd of November in Brighton. Uh, then they head to Sheffield on the 4th of November. Uh, in the 5th of November is the uh, final Raw show in Birmingham. Uh, then it is the NXT, the WWE UK Raw and SmackDown Super Show. Uh, that is set to take place on the 6th of November. It has an incredible lineup. That features, again, Big E versus Bobby Lashley in a WWE Championship street fight. The War Women's Championship triple threat match, Bianca Belair, Doudrop and Becky Lynch. Uh, The SmackDown Women's Championship as Sasha Banks takes on Charlotte Flair. The Raw Tag Team Championship match, once again, RK Bros, the Street Profits, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. And the United States Championship again, Fate Four Way, uh, Damian Priest, Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens. Uh, Intercontinental Championship match as Shinsuke Nakamura takes on Jinder Mahal. And then, of course, the Tommaso Ciampa and Bron Brecker match, as I just mentioned. The SmackDown lineup. Uh, which is uh, the, remi- the, the remaining dates of the tour. Uh, that is on the 7th of November in Liverpool, the 8th of November in Leeds, the 9th of November also in Leeds, and the 10th of November in Manchester. Uh, the SmackDown lineup is as follows. Again, Sasha Banks versus Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. The WWE Intercontinental Championship, Jinder Mahal versus Shinsuke Nakamura. The NXT Championship, Tommaso Ciampa versus Bron Brecker versus Sami Zayn. Finn Balor versus Sheamus. Cesaro versus Walter. Jeff Hardy versus Madcap Moss. And Natalia versus Shayna Baszler. I'm quite looking forward to Natty versus Shayna Baszler. I think that's going to be a bit of a sleeper match. Um, they mm. seem to have not done Baszler very well recently, but I think this could be a, a real good comeback match for her. Yeah. Uh, two absolute fantastic wrestlers. And because it's a house show, 
they should be given uh, a little bit more time than they would on a normal TV show, which allowed them to show off uh, their fantastic uh, wrestling ability. Who's Madcap Moss? I haven't got a clue. Uh, it's in Slim Banner. It's, you know, it's on every show. If you, I don't know if you noticed that, because obviously he's part of the Raw shows in the US Championship match, and he's also part of the SmackDown shows in Sheamus, which again will be a fantastic match. Who do you well, think has got the best lineup? The Raw or the SmackDown? SmackDown. Without doubt, SmackDown. Um, but rumour has it that the ticket sales weren't doing fantastically well, which is why they've made these big announcements ahead of time, because they were trying to boost ticket sales. So that's probably also why Balor's on all of the shows. Yeah, uh, the UK is represented quite well across both shows. Uh, a lot of our big stars, Drew McIntyre, Finn Balor, uh, Doodrop. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think I, I definitely agree with you. I think the SmackDown does have the better matches. Uh, they both could throw away matches with Jeff Hardy versus Mad Cat Moss, couldn't care less, and uh, come up. Uh, ah, Mad Cat Moss, that's Riddick Moss since he was no longer a member of, um, oh God, that awful tag team, Mason T Bar. Okay. I still don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, NXT, uh, WWE NXT, uh, Imperium's tag team, Marcel Bartel, Fabian Eichner. Finally done it. They have finally captured the NXT Championships. Going, Perium. Hey, yep, can't argue with that. They are an amazing tag team. They do proper wrestling. They respect the ring. It is sacred. So Indeed. congratulations to them. Yeah, so good for them. Uh, and of course, Marcel Bartel, speaking of. So uh, WXW Germany have announced that the 16-karat gold tournament is returning. Uh, it is March 2022, uh, March the 4th and uh, the 6th. Sorry, March the 4th to the 6th. It's a three-day show. Uh, festival passes, free uh, day ticket passes, all types of tickets uh, <laughs> were available. But only they only released a certain amount because they didn't want to sell the entire thing and have covid then ruin it next year so they've only put a limited amount of tickets out so far uh they of course did not hold the tournament for the first time uh in 2000 and what 2021 uh the tournament has been held since 2006 it's yeah. probably one of the biggest uh shows on the european wrestling calendar uh, I looked into going to it. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm getting married. Well, sorry, I'm getting married <laughs> next year, so I can't afford to go. You might not be after that comment. <laughs> yeah, I can't afford to go, and it's really annoying because I remember speaking with uh, when we were talking to Gary Warden. He hinted that a certain somebody may be at the WXW 16 Carat. Uh, which I'd love to have seen. I think it would be it'd be an excellent addition. I'm not saying names because I think it, I think we discussed it off camera. So we did indeed. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, I think I think the cheapest tickets for a three day thing, like 
back row tickets was about 150 pound. Well, it was 75 pound for ICW Fear and Loathing for the two days. So mm, that seems slightly expensive, but I don't know what the regular cost of a ticket in Germany is. So I can't really make a comparison. No, uh, they're not selling individual day tickets currently. They're only selling uh, full passes. It's, it's just such a huge event. They do so. They bring in so much incredible international talent for it. Uh, last year, our our very own Curran Awar was in the tournament, and of course, he did go on to win that tournament. So, uh, a tournament that's been won by guys like Shingo Tagaki. Chris Hero, uh, Walter, Ilya Dragunov, Teo Man have all uh, won that tournament. So it's a big deal. <laughs> and it's great to see it back. I won't be there next year, but maybe next, maybe the following year. I, I, I really, really want to get out to see WXW Germany at one point. It's definitely on my bucket list of wrestling things I want to do. Uh, and again, because Gary uh, mentioned that he absolutely loved it when he ever, when everyone had, he he went out there for the tournament. Our next news is Francesco Akira. He is going to challenge Daz Black for the ICW Zero G title at Fear and Loathing on the twentieth of November. I believe that's night one, isn't it? Um, Probably. You're the ICW guy. (laughs) Yes. Um, This is going to be brilliant because Francesco Akira is taking on friend of the show, Ian Skinner, um, next week. Oh, excellent. Um, So that's when he makes his fight. His debut. debut. Looking forward Um, to that. Taking on Ian Skinner is no easy task. And I think that'll be a really good um, warm-up match for him to see the ICW style and the ICW rules ahead of his match for the Zero G Championship. Yeah, if I was booking uh, Francisco Ricker to come into ICW on route to face Daz Black, he would certainly be up there. Ian Skinner, sorry, would certainly be one of my top choices. And then maybe guys like Martin Kirby and Leighton Buzzard, uh, who you'll be talking about later. I saw, I saw I the match myself. It was uh, very enjoyable. Uh, but yeah, great. I mean, he's making waves all over the UK right now. He's going to be part of the British J Cup. Uh, he's going to be part of uh, the upcoming Wrestle Carnival show, the, their final year, their show of the year, Carnival Mania. He was just part of the WXW Germany's Blitzturnier which was a fantastic and yeah, just a great, great. He's going to be breaking through at some point. I wonder where he will end up. Uh, NXT UK, he would certainly not be missed if he were. I would like to see him on NXT UK. What do you reckon? I reckon that he would be a really good fit in NXT UK. Um, I can imagine him and Noam Dar having some amazing matches. I can imagine him and Tyler Bate having some amazing matches. Um, I think he would be absolutely brilliant. Yeah, a kid, Taylorman, uh, Nate Charlie Fraser, Dempsey, Charlie Dempsey. Yeah, there's just so many great uh, matches he possibly could have there, and uh, I can see it very much as a likely destination for him. I think he's somebody that would appeal to Pete Dunne uh, if he's still in charge over there. Well, not, but still a producer over there, I'm sure. 
uh yeah be good to see uh on to the next one rev pro uk as we just mentioned francesco akira is going to be part of the british j cup and now we know the sixth entrant is going to be chris ridgeway everybody else is in a lot of trouble yes yes very <laughs> much uh he's been a real big part of uh their cruiserweight division of RevPro UK. Uh, they, that's where they've used him most. I think he's challenged Michael Oku twice, when it's in a triple threat once in a singles match. Uh, so I could see him maybe pushing on to win this tournament. Once again, challenge Michael Oku. Because, uh, as I say, it was a good match up to a point. <laughs> I can definitely see Ridgeway going all the way in the J-Cup. Um, in fact, he has become my new... Um, choice to win. Yeah, I'm. I'm still leaning towards Conor Mills. Of course, the rest of the entrance, as we mentioned, Fre- Francesco Akira, uh, Speedball Mike Bailey, Michael Oku, Conor Mills, and Robbie X. So there's still two more entrants to come, which I'm sure they'll be announcing uh, next week. With the tournament, of course, next weekend, which you will be there. Are you looking forward to it? I think I've lost him again. Bear with us. We'll move on. Hey. Uh, oh, oh, he's back. No, I'm there here. <laughs> uh, it's Team T. I was just going to say, uh, are you looking forward to being at the British Shake Up next weekend? Nope, we've lost him again. I'm going to have to carry on. <laughs> Team T Ignition Level Up is now available to watch on Powered 4 TV. Uh, as part of their standard package. And it was a great show. I really, really enjoyed this show. Uh, I There's a lot of good things I can say about a lot of people on this show. It started off with Isaac North versus Jimmy Jackson. Isaac North picked up the victory. I really like Isaac North. He's big. He's tall. He's got a good look. Uh just a big fan of him. Jimmy Jackson is a fantastic young wrestler. Uh, should do well for himself. Gia Adams then took on Hannah Taylor. She was meant to be taking on Tonga, but Tonga apparently was not available for the show eventually. So she was replaced by Hannah Taylor. Really, really good match. Gia Adams is a fantastic powerhouse. Hannah Taylor is an incredible technical wrestler. Why one point of tension with this match, and it goes back to one of my gripes, is Gia Adams won the match with an armbar. Gia Adams did not need to win this match with an armbar. Gia Adams should have won the match with the powerbomb she hit uh, literally just before she attached the armbar. She is a powerhouse. She is a brute. She does not need to be doing a submission move, especially against what is a superior technical wrestler who actually worked over Gia Adams' arm the entire match. Uh, So for me, it doesn't quite make sense. It's one of my gripes. Too many people are using submissions. Don't need to be using submissions. It doesn't fit them. It doesn't fit their character. Uh, it takes it away from shooters. 
okay. technical wrestlers because I, I just feel like you should be in your wheelhouse in a way. You know, you're, you're a brawler, you're a powerhouse, you're a technical, you're a shooter. So it's, I just don't, I think she's, it, she just doesn't need to be doing it. She's brilliant. She's amazing. She's a powerhouse and she's got a great power bomb. And I think she should use that to win her matches. Uh, and to use it, as I say, against somebody who actually worked over her arm the entire match and then gets caught in an arm bar. It didn't make sense to me. Uh, there was a power-up level, no, sorry, a level-up briefcase uh, scramble match. Uh, the winner of this match uh, gets the power-up level-up briefcase that allows them a championship match at their choosing. It was a scramble match, so it was a 20-minute match uh, whoever had the last fall at the end of the match is the winner. The match was eventually won by Tom Felwell uh, in the last 10 seconds. So that was really good. I thought they did that really, really well because I don't typically like those matches, but they, uh, the way they got the winner in that last 10 seconds, really I like that. Tom Felwell, uh, they were calling him the Prince of TNT Ignition. He's a fantastic wrestler. I'm a big, big fan of his. Gene Money was in the match. Uh, just He was great. Uh, JJ Webb was involved. Sandy Beach. There was a lot of people in the match. Uh, so it was just a, a great match. Chase Alexander uh, then took on Visage in a chairs match. Uh, I actually really liked this match so you liked a hardcore match yeah i told you you do a hardcore match well it can be enjoyable you plan out the, uh you build up to the match which is what they did uh, throughout a few of their last shows uh so there was story behind it there was reasoning behind it and both visage and Chase Alexander did a fantastic job with this match. Uh, so this is something I'm sure you will much, very much enjoy. I'd go watch that match, as uh, say, on Powered 4 TV. Up next was a six-man tag, Shreddy and Synergy, uh, Troy Ryan and Anderson Daniels, the big beef, lots of meat. Uh, they took on Simon Miller and Brian Adenson and R.P. Davies. Good match. Uh, can't really. Uh, yeah, it was just a good match. Uh, Shreddy, Synergy, big boys. Simon Miller, big boy. And then the main event, which is something I was really looking forward to, was a triple threat match for the championship, the TNT Ignition Championship. New champion Scott Oberman was defending against Cameron Solus and Sonny Derson. Scott Oberman uh, eventually won the match. It was again just. These these three guys, if I was booking a wrestling show right now, these three guys would be on my list of people I'd want at my show because uh, they are superb. And I think they should just be applauded for being superb. What would you give them overall? Uh, overall, this was a really, really good show. Uh, so I'm going to give it four sugars. I'm, I'm going to maintain mm. our four sugar. We're going down with thicker with the four sugar theme here. Purpose Wrestling Under the Storm show, uh, which is free to watch on YouTube. 
Uh, I like Purpose Wrestling. We talked about Purpose Wrestling with Chris Hatch on our recent interview. You should definitely go back and check out that interview with Chris Hatch. Uh, and he, he applauded. He gave a lot of plaudits to uh, Purpose Wrestling and very much deserving. And this was another good show. The NIC opened up the show against the teams with Attitude, the Power Rangers, Mike... Uh, they were wrestling um, at Rumble Wrestling this weekend, the team's attitude. Oh, good. Uh, Mark, uh, Mark True, Kung Fu Mark True, and Kieran Lacey, the teams were I just, it's the, it's the Power Rangers, I'm telling you. Uh, but they lost against the NIC, the North Island Connection, Ocean Delaney, and Charlie Carter. Good match. The NIC were the bigger team at the moment. They can get away with the, the way that they are wrestling. Uh, really isolate teams well. Great double team maneuvers. Big fans. Uh, next up, the OJMO defeated Fabio Romano. Fabio Romano from Italy. Uh, this was okay. This was an, uh, a great match. This was just, it was a good match. Laura DiMatteo then defeated Ava White in an, a great, uh, <coughs> in a really good match. It's the first time I really got to see Ava White properly. Uh, she's got good size to her. She's got a good look about her. I can see a very bright future for her. A great match against Laura DiMatteo. There were some instances where the size difference, uh, when Laura DiMatteo tried to do a couple of her usual moves, uh, she struggled with the size of Ava White. But overall, good, good match. Sunshine Machine then defeated Roy Johnson and Billy Hayes, who was the, uh, replaced in Warren Banks. Uh, it was supposed to be the 8-7 uh, but versus the Sunshine Machine, but it was not. Unfortunately, it, uh, he picked up an injury and Billy Hayes uh, was the replacement. It was... A Sunshine Machine match. They are phenomenal tag team. They really, really are. Uh, I love them. I hate them. But you know what? They are good. And according to uh, our good friend... Chris Hatch. Uh, Chris Hatch. It was uh, a lot of what they do. He he does consider a legal tag. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt from now on. And as I say, very, very creative tag team. Uh, Roy Johnson hopefully will be teaming with Warren Banks at Puppies are forever. Uh, David Francesco then defeated Mad Kurt, a uh, comedy type match. Uh, Mad Kurt, very good wrestler. David Francisco, somebody I've become a big fan of through the Purpose Wrestling shows. Uh, so just enjoyable. Jordan Brakes then took on Doug Williams in a great exhibition of fantastic British wrestling. And uh, that was great to see. Jordan Brakes picked up the win. Uh, with a unique clutch pin. Uh, after the match, though, they were attacked by four masked men who were not retribution, uh, but these four masked men did attack Jordan Brakes and Doug Williams. Uh, eventually, this led to David Francisco coming out, but he, you know, four against one, he couldn't really stop them. And then Nino Bryant came out, uh, very small four on one, so he didn't last very long at Oh, uh, they unveiled themselves as Destination Everywhere, all four people from Destination Everywhere, which is Connor Mills, Michael Oku, uh, and the NIC, Charlie Carter and Ocean Delaney. Uh, this was a good show. I liked the way it finished. 
Uh, I thought their previous show was slightly better. I would still give this show definitely three and a half sugars. Uh, still a uh, purpose wrestling, still a company. I, I think they're a fantastic company. And they use a full size ring. And I'll always, you know what? I'm giving them a half sugar back. Full size ring, they get it. <laughs> Four sugars. I'm keeping up the routine. Uh, let's talk about NXT UK. Okay, let's. NXT UK this week was. Oh, I'm just going to have to scooch down because I thought we were going to talk about Rev Pro. We started I I'll off. I'll let you get, get in and then I'll do Rev Pro afterwards. <laughs> we started off with Mark Coffey against Rohan Raja. Um, I thought this was a great match. Rohan Raja looked absolutely brilliant throughout, didn't he? Really, really impressive. Uh, loved the way he trapped the arm in the rope. Loved the way he continued to work the arm afterwards. Yeah, big props to Rohan Raja. In this Even in match. defeat, he still looked very, very good. Mark Coffey came out on top at the end, and Coffey and Wolfgang were attacked post-match and beaten down. And this is one thing that I'm going to moan about. NXT UK now have fans back, but they're still piping in the sound. Yes, they are still piping in. I think it's because the crowd is so small. Well, that might well be the reason, I guess. But <laughs> oh, I'm sure they'll get a bigger crowd eventually, and then they'll stop piping in that god awful. Uh... Well, I think they needed to because um, they were trying to get uh, Wolfgang and Coffee to be. Um, the heel, the baby faces, and I've got a feeling the fans weren't quite up for that. No, I don't like Galas as baby faces either. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of on uh, Rohan Raja and Taylor's side. I'm like, yeah, beat Galas down. <laughs> uh, we then had Skid Scarlet doing a um, announcement that there is going to be a tag match, a three-way tag match for the number one contendership, which will be Symbiosis versus um, uh, Ashton Smith and Oliver Carter versus Jack Stars and Dave Mastiff. Who I'm calling Stiff from now on. Good for you. Because um, you know, they know and they like to combine the names. It's, it's, it's Stars and Mastiff. Stiff. Now, I, 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 I really, really, really hope Carter and Smith win this and not Mastiff and Stars. Right. We then had um, Charlie Dempsey being interviewed and he got interrupted again by Gallus. I'm assuming this is going to lead to um, Charlie Dempsey versus Wolfgang in the near future. Uh, we then had Myla Grace making her debut against Amel. The French Pope. Um, B Priestley came out to watch Amel win this match with power moves. Myla Grace looked okay in her debut match. What I, I thought think? she looked really, really good, actually. Uh, her little comeback at the end, uh, she showed some great athleticism, some awesome agility. Uh, I think if she's now working at the NXT UK Performance Centre, I think she's going to improve uh, quite a lot. I think she's going to be... I think there's a... She's got a big, uh, unique... Look, so I like her. I think talking about looks, that Amel, I think she's the one um, person on the roster that looks like she could be wrestling for the main roster WWE right now. Her look, her interview skills, her wrestling style, I think she should be main roster. Yeah, I think she is one of the better performers on the NXT UK, and that says a lot because the NXT UK performers are all. Uh, fantastic. 
Uh, and yeah, I see, yeah, I think she's got a bright future ahead of her as well. Uh, Blair Davenport, of course, watching the match. But Amel picked up the victory. Indeed. Uh, Nina Samuels then was interviewing Aaliyah James backstage and Aaliyah James walked off. So this should be leading to Aaliyah James versus Nina Samuels. Um, we then have Flash Morgan Webster go and try and do his um, happy slap against um, Rampage Brown. Yeah, I like this. Rampage, Rampage saw it coming. Hurt him, Rampage. Hurt Flash. Yeah, <laughs> Hurt uh, that sub. Although he's a sub, he's going to like it. Well, this is obviously going to be the last of the big men, really, for him to do this against, because um, if he tried it against Walter, I think Walter would kill him on the spot. <laughs> um, so I think this will hopefully I, end this. I hope Rampage Brown just crushes him. I, I do love the fact that Rampage just don't try it. Uh, and when Flash you just slammed him against the wall and just say, you're going to get yourself hurt. Yeah. Right. We then had Charlie Dempsey's second match um, against Danny Jones. Um, Dempsey Jones got in a lot of offense, offense in this match. He did. He was allowed to look good with this, um, but Dempsey just looked phenomenal. He was doing... Classic old school moves, but doing them in a way that didn't seem at all slow or boring. Um, his hammerlock to win was an absolute thing of beauty. And I've got to say, please, please give me Dempsey versus Walter. Give me it soon. I want to see that at some point. Yeah, I'd, I'd classify it as it was almost a modified uh, cross faced chicken wing. Well, I would agree with that, but they called it a hammerlock during the... Um, yeah, it was because so. he had the hammerlock underneath and then he had the stretch. So, yeah, I, I thought, of, yeah, very good submission move. Looked very, very painful. I love the way he held on to the double underhooks beforehand. Yes. Uh, the roll through into the second. Uh, yeah, I love Charlie. It was a great so. match. Ginny uh, and Mako Satamora then um, cut promos on each other ahead of their match. And then there was a promo for Isla Dawn, which I didn't understand. And my daughter, who was in the room with me, just said was scary. Yeah, well, uh, the whole thing was about the fact that she's taken tokens from all the people that she's faced recently and that she has to face one more person and take one more token, I believe. What, to collect the set? Does she get a shiny after that? I think she gets a shiny after that. Yeah, uh, we so shall I, see. Uh, yeah, I don't like it, but I like Charlie Dempsey. And then, of course, there was the main event. The main event was Noam Dar versus Tyler Bate for the um, NXT Heritage Cup, the Hogwarts Cup, as it was named by um, Stephen. Um, round one was 50-50. It was a nice start. It was um, very much a feeling out process. And the standoff at the end, I thought, was absolutely brilliant. Round two, um, lots more speed and exchanges. Um, there was a great escape from the aeroplane spin by Noam Dar, and it ended with a collar and elbow tie-up, which, again, I thought was brilliant. Um, really good way to end the round. Round three, there was a bit of fighting on the outside. Um, Tyler Boat was thrown into the stairs, damaging his knee. Um, and then Dar hit the Nova Roller kick to the head for the one, two, three, and our first pin goes to Noam Dar. Straight into round four, great moves by Bate leading to a Tyler Driver 97 for his first pin, one, two, three. So that's one each. Into round five, Dar with great kicks and an interruption by Samuels, uh, Shah Samuels, not Nina Samuels, um, to save Noam Dar from a burning hammer attempt. 
around six. Outside the ring, Bates sorts um, out the top rope. Uh, oh, yeah, he threw him um, over the top rope and there was a fight on the outside. Back in, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, come Pretty Deadly and start arguing with Trent Seven. Now, while this is going on, Dar puts on the champagne super knee bar. Pretty Deadly fight on the outside with Trent Seven, and Trent gets his towel thrown into the ring, making it seem like a submission. Noam Dar is your new Heritage Cup champion. Yeah, so it looked like uh, uh, Trent Seven was trying to keep the towel away from Pretty Deadly, and doing so, he accidentally he accidentally again threw it in backwards into the ring. Yeah, I think there's a bigger plot. I certainly don't think it was an accident. I think he did it. I think he threw it on purpose. <gasps> I do. You? I How do. I you? think he threw it on purpose so that they could he could convince Tyler Bate to concentrate and blame pretty deadly for the loss. Uh, and that would lead to the tag team title matches where I want them to win the match, eventually win the titles, so that Tyler Bate completes the NXT UK, can be the first person to do that, and then yeah. he can finally move on to mainland NXT while Trent Seven becomes a grumpy old man on the NXT UK. Uh, I remember. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think, of yeah, obviously, Tyler Bates, Except from thing will either be a loss to Trent Seven or a victory over Trent Seven before he's sent on his way. Uh, but uh, interesting matches to come up. Yeah. Uh, as you said, Red Fro UK live in Southampton, uh, 14. Mark Davis versus Luke Jacobs. Uh, you know how Luke Jacobs looks big against most guys, especially in progress? I do. Yeah, he looks small against Mark Davis. Most people look small against Mark Davis. <laughs> he really does. Uh, really good beefy match. Uh, fantastic. Mark Davis picked up the win. Brendan White and Doug Williams then defeated the Sunshine Machine. So, of course, they got their win back from the previous show. Robbie X then took on Nico Angelo. Uh, really, really good high-flying match. So, fantastic jumping and spinning and diving, uh, flips and all the rest. Good, good match. Flippy-doodle wrestling. Flippy-doodle Well, yeah, really, but flippy-doodle wrestling with a story. Good match. Uh, next was Kyle Fletcher's turn to take on Ethan Allen. Uh, Ethan Allen, of course, had to fight from underneath for a lot of this match. Good, good match. Kyle Fletcher came off away with a victory. Uh, the next matchup was Alex Windsor versus Giselle Shaw, not for the women's title match, uh, but Alex Windsor did pick up the win, meaning she will get a women's titles match. Uh, we don't like the idea behind the way it goes around, but other than that, excellent, excellent match. Brilliant match. Just uh, any fantastic uh, superb, woman. fantastic. Incredible, amazing. Any other description we want Any to other have. descriptions of this match? This was a phenomenal, that's another one, <laughs> match. And uh, definitely go check that one out. RKJ and Yota Suji uh, then took on and defeated Chris Ridgway and Gideon Gray of the Legion. 
good match. Of course, getting Gray is still continuing the story of getting Gray trying to get you to Suji. Uh, of course, this will be a final attempt as after the match, Yota Suji once again turned him down. And he said, right, I'm bringing Big Damo in. So, of course, the, the match that you get to see next week at the British J-Cup, oh, yes. uh, which should be absolutely fantastic. Go to Suji versus Big Damo. In the main event was Will Ospreay versus Michael Oku. Uh, as a champion versus champion match. Cruiserweight versus heavyweight champion. And Michael Oku got in more offense, offense in this match than I expected. He got more offense in this match than... Chris Ridgway did in uh, than he did against Chris Ridgway, and he made me a fan. Hmm. He, wow. he, he, he kind of won me over a little bit with this match. Uh, really, really, really good match. Again, uh, it was Will Ospreay didn't win the match to the dying end. Uh, he tried to use the Danielson elbows, couldn't block it in properly. Uh. So, uh, but and then after the match, well, I, I've got to say, you you got to be a bit special to be sort of Daniel Bryan. Right? <laughs> yeah, do so. After the match, out came Shota Umino to save Mike Local from post-match beatdown. This took all the open came out. Uh, they took the ring tensioner to the knee. We've reported on this previously, uh, and it looks like uh, called. Uh, Following our conversation with Chris Hatch, there was a legitimate injury to show. There, well, sorry, do it. I don't know whether we see there was a legitimate injury before, and they've just worked it into the storyline. Uh, so he will be out of action. Uh, the young guns and RKJ came down eventually, you know, to make the save well after the time, course, because they were changing in the back, you know, so they couldn't get out there quick enough, although Ozzy Open could. But well, then again, they the open changed, or were they still in their ring gear? You see, that's yeah. that's what makes a difference. Yeah, I'm, it's I a long time to but... unlace those boots. Uh, great show. Uh, I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it the four sugars. Oh, yeah. speaking of which, we didn't give our sugars for NXT, oh, NXT UK. UK. Uh, four sugars. I agree, four sugars. It was really, really good. <laughs> okay, can ICW keep up the trend? Tell us. Mr. Big Daddy Dan. Yes. Good. Tell us about um, it. <laughs> Leighton Buzzard took on Martin Kirby to begin with. Um, it was great to see Kirby um, having a match again. He had his one with Daz Black to start with. So it was good to see him out against Leighton Buzzard. It was a good 50-50 match. Leighton Buzzard, I think, looked stronger towards the end. And in the end, he won, but only by rolling up Martin Kirby with a handful of tights for the three. You said you watched this match. What did you think? I really, really enjoyed this. These are two guys who I think are absolutely fantastic. So I, I thought this was a great match. Yeah. Luking Sharp then took on ADM. Um, all of the manifesto came out. Dylan Thorne, Eddie Castle and Alistair McIver. Um, and basically surrounded the ring. Luking Sharp went out. He was hardcore. He didn't care. He was going to take on everybody. And in the end, surprisingly enough, A, ADM outpowered him anyway. Um, but B, he was held down, was about to be beaten by all four men, and out came Jimmy <coughs> Pierce, his nephew, for the save. But it was wrestling numbers, so it's two on four, so they didn't stand a chance. So surprisingly, out came the Purge, who've had their problems with Manifesto. 
and they have previously had problems with Luking Sharp. So he was a little bit surprised, but it looks like the baby faces are going to be taking on the manifesto at Fear and Loathing in a four-on-four match. Um, yeah, it obviously was thrown out, so it doesn't count as a full match, but it was good. Uh, Daz Black took on Saqib Ali for the ICW Zero-G Championship. I thought this one uh, as well. Did you enjoy this one? Not as much as the first one. This was the first Saqib Ali match that I enjoyed for quite a while. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll give him that. Uh, there was some, some comedy elements. That... Yes, the somersaults at the beginning. How that Danny Bla- Das Black's running shooting star press is a thing of <clears> absolute <throat> beauty. It really is. His um, stomp's not particular, if, if anything. His stomp, which is what he won with in the end, um, doesn't look to have the viciousness of Seth Rollins' version. But um, also, is it the kind of move that you want a high-flying babyface to use? Uh, I mean, he's a big high-flying babyface. I'd love to see Daz Black versus Callum Newman. Just going to throw that out there. Dan's Black versus Callum Newman, I think, would be absolutely fantastic. If you're listening out there, book it. Somebody, somebody, somebody book that for it. us. Um, yeah, I would love to see that as well. Anyway, Black won. Uh, he did a beautiful flying knee strike to Saqib Ali and then did stomp one, two, three. Molly Spartan then took on Riho in what was my favourite match of the whole show. Um, I really enjoyed this match. This was a semi final in the Women's World Championship tournament. Um, Rio came straight in, going for a schoolboy from the bell. Um, then got stomped. Now, now Molly Spartan knows how to stomp. Without a doubt, Molly Spartan knows how to stomp. Um, this was a great 50-50 match all the way through. Lots of exchange of strikes. Um, Rio did a beautiful snapmare. Um, and then Molly did an even better snapmare and got her locked in with um, the choke with her thighs that she does, which is just brilliant. Um, <coughs> excuse me. In the end, um, Casey distracted Rio. What a surprise. Um, Molly Spartan hit a huge spear and then a big pop-up powerbomb for the win. And Molly Spartan is going through to the finals. But the question is, will she end up against Casey? And I really hope she does. It'll be interesting to see if they end up facing each other in the final and how they how that plays out. Well, but of course, they... one of the biggest rivalries of ICW has also been... Uh, Angel Hayes against Molly Spartan. Yeah, so it could be either of them, but I really hope it's the She-Wolves. Yeah. Theodorus versus Shea Monet was next. Theodorus complained ahead of time to traditional wrestling rules and he didn't like Shea's theatrics. However, their theatrics was fantastic because it always is because it's Shea Monet. Um, Doros focused on Monet's leg all the way through. From the beginning until the end, it was just a focus on that leg. And as far as traditional wrestling rules matches go, this was back to what Theodorus was doing. It was brilliant. He took complete control. I'd say he had 75% of the match. Um, he did an absolutely stunning um, uh, ground and pound into a chop block on the back of Monet's knee. It just was so smooth the way that he put it through. Uh, Monet got some good hits in as well. He did a fantastic double underhook suplex. But in the end, um, submission on the knee. And the winner is, of course, Theodorus, the superior Cypriot. Excellent. <laughs> Sham versus Jackson was our heavyweight final. Um, this is basically to show what Jackson can do because he did his comeback. And after two years, some people may have forgotten. Sheikh Sham looked brilliant throughout. He is just 
absolutely fantastic and he will be signed up to NXT very, very soon. There's no two ways about it. Um, yeah. It, it's going to happen. Um, classic heavyweight beating each other, big meaty blows all the way through. Absolutely great match. In the end, um, Shaquille Sham went for um, a spear. Jackson leapfrogged it, got him in a double arm cross face for the submission victory. Excellent. And all in all, again, four sugars. It's just amazing. There we go. Uh, five shows, four sugars. Was it five? I think it was six, maybe more. Who knows? It was just a lot of wrestling that we've been uh, watching for all you guys out there. And there's a lot of wrestling coming up. And we're going to go through that now with our British Wrestling Independent Roundup, starting with Progress Wrestling, who have finally announced that they will be returning. It'll be on the WWE Network on the 13th of November. And it'll be Chapter 125, Castle of Illusions. And it'll be hosted by Charles Crowley. Hey, we do love a bit Crowley. Of course, this follows on from the last show uh, where Roy Johnson will now be teaming with Warren Banks as the 8-7 to take on the Sunshine Machine. So Charles Crowley took the opportunity to say he'll host the show and then wangled his way into getting Elijah a match with Dan Maloney. Uh, it is yet to be seen if uh, Cara Noir has accepted Nick Riley's challenge for the Progress Championship. Uh, he challenged him after the tag team match last show. Uh, and then I'm assuming, although it hasn't been announced obviously yet, but it should have the semi-finals for the Revelations of Divine Love Tournament, which will be Alexis Falcon versus Mercedes Blaze and Riho versus Sky Smithson. Uh, they'll probably possibly do the final as well. But as I say, yet to be announced. Uh, we will keep you updated. Raffle Carnival have released their full card for Carnival Mania. <laughs> well, they are finishing off this year with an absolute banger. Joe Hendry versus Doug Williams in a pure wrestling rules match, which um, everyone is looking forward to. Chris Ridgway versus Francesco Akira in a submissions match. Rio, Visage and Heidi Katrina are going to be taking on Zoe Lucas, Giselle Shaw and Alexis Falcon. Lana Austin will be taking on Alex Windsor. Sean Custom, Nathan Cruz and Miles Kamen will be going up against Will Cruz, Powerhouse Blake and Brady Phillips. And Man Like Doris versus Danny Black versus Adam Bolt versus Just Joe Lando. Oh, that match is going to be absolute... Oh, it's just going to be so good. Um, Joe C. Me... And Lion Kid will be taking on Charles Crowley in his one-on-one -on -one match. And <laughs> Jay Joshua will be taking on Elijah. Yeah, that's a beefy match. Uh, Zoe Lucas is, of course, replacing Lizzie Evo in that match. Uh, North Wrestling, uh, North NCL are back and the, in the Anarchy Brewery on December the 11th yeah. uh, uh, with just remember all caps announcing that uh, Riho and Gio Adams will be teaming up to take on the team of Lizzie Evo and Tonga uh, North Wrestling will also be looking for a new ring announcer as this will be the last show of the beloved Tom Campbell Everybody loves Tom Campbell, and I must admit that I have <clears throat> stuck my um, application through to North Wrestling. 
I, I did notice you made a, a well a tentative contact, so I, uh, that's fantastic. Of course, if they want any references, they can contact me. They can listen to this absolute fantastic show where they'll heal your, you know, all six tones exactly. Uh, Fight Nation Wrestling. Oh, it's one of your guys. So I'll let you talk this one. <laughs> Fight Nation Wrestling are in Eastbourne at the Mice Skate World for their Magnificent Seven show on the 25th of November. Two female Fight League matches will be taking part. The British Championship will also be on the line as Chris Ridgway defends. The Tag Team Championships will be on the line. Billy Hayes and Jay Joshua will be defending. And of course, the Magnificent Seven ladder match to crown a new Z-Force champion. Qualified for this match so far, Connor Mills, Big Guns Joe, Joe Lando, Callum Newman, Kit Knox, and Mark True. Who will be the mystery seventh entrant? You can find out by attending FNW show in Eastbourne at My Skate World. So we will then move on to Sacrifice Pro Wrestling. Indeed, Sacrifice Pro Wrestling are back on the 7th of November in the Bedford Foot. I'm oh, sorry, at the Bedford Football Club uh, with the Blip. And the full lineup for the show is Truman Roswell versus Alexander Hyde. Uh, Memes versus Jade versus CJ Carter versus Alexander Roth for the SP Cash-In briefcase. Hustle Malone versus Kai Payne. Tommy Kyle versus Roy Johnson. And Los Palominos, Frankie Vegas and Danny Mayhem are taking on Night Fury, Evie Madden and Mia Cortez. And in the main event, Warren Banks versus Carl Kingsley versus Kent Nelson. Nice. Resurgence Wrestling have begun to announce matches for their fourth anniversary showcase on the 20th of November in Leicester. Visage versus Gene Money versus Jern Simmons? Jern Simmons. Jern Simmons is the first match. RJ Singh versus Harry Singh. Lycos Jim versus BDSM. And Elijah versus Roy Johnson versus Mad Kurt versus Jetta versus Debbie Keitel. We also have now, Rhea Riley. Rhea Riley. For some reason, I kept reading that as Rhea Ripley. <laughs> I can't be right. Rhea Riley versus Chikara. Uh, and actually, they've just announced this. I've just seen it. It is Spike Trevay versus Cara Noir. Uh, so that should be a. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's not far from me, you know. That has literally just been announced. Uh, 20th, 20th of November in Leicester. Uh, now, I'm only actually guessing at some of these matches because if you haven't seen, they've been very, very creative with their the play cards, if you like, the posters, uh, which have been absolutely fantastic. I can't remember the artist is off by heart, but they're very, very interesting, such as the first one is actually uh, a trip into the moneyverse, which is Visage. Uh, Gene Money and Jan Simmons, which I just assume is a triple threat. And then there's the Reservoir Dog match or something, which is the big match. Uh, the BDSM versus Light Costumes is going to have something to do with pirates. Arr. Arr. So uh, it really, really is interesting. And yeah, so if you actually got time, check out Resurgence profile right now. There are some really, really uh, creative way of advertising their matches so uh, go check that out indeed uh, anyway kamikaze pro have announced the tag team championship will be on the line at underground seven on the 14th of november 
Uh, the champions, the Bled, Clint Margera and Luke Hero will be defending against the 0121 man like the recent Dan Montloney. Plus, Simon Miller has accepted Hustle Malone's open invitation. Uh, these will be joining the previously announced Sean Custom versus the Elliot Jordan experience, Session Moth Martina versus Lana Austin, and Chris Ridgway versus Chantel Jordan. Another great lineup. Very much so. Future Shock Wrestling have a double show on the 6th of November with an afternoon and an evening show, both at the Stockport Guildhall. In the afternoon, the Future Shock Academy Trophy Tournament semi-finals will feature 2-Bit versus Joe Kessler, uh, Keenan Krishna versus Lachlan Sharp, Adrian Rush uh, for the Women's Championship will be taking on um, Aurora Tevers and Harley Hudson and Tonga and Lana Austin and Jenny B and Kelly Van Ness and Katie Hawkins. That is going to be a yeah, wild it's an match. adrenaline rush match. Yeah. So uh, that, yeah, that's a really fun. Should be an interesting show, match. Very much so. And the evening show we have Battle of the Trainers as Sam Bailey faces Chris Ridgway. Um, there's going to be a lot on the line in that match. Harley Hudson will take on Tonga, and Declan McCarthy will be going against Chris Egan. Yeah, uh, Future Shock, of course. From- have produced so many incredible wrestlers as of late, uh, all of which of a Northwest strong, which is what Sam Bailey's got a problem with. Uh, Reach Wrestling are in Plymouth on the 5th of December, and they have announced Eddie Ryan, Yeston Reese, and Charlie Sterling, heavyweight powerhouses. Very much so. Have you seen the pictures from Yeston Reese's um, bodybuilding show that he did in Bedford last week? Yeah, he's very tanned and very muscly. He looked phenomenal. He really, really did. Um, hats off to Yeston Reese. Um, you make me feel even fatter than I am. Indeed. <laughs> Catch Pro Wrestling, the Catch Pro Enigma series blockade standings are currently Tom Felwell with four points. We then have Two Bit with two points, Dynamite Lee with two points, Joe Kessler with zero points. Block B standings, Kev Lloyd on four points, Joey Hayes on two points, Scotty Brook on two points. The final round of matches will take place on the 8th of November. The Block A matches are 2-Bit versus Dynamite Lee, Joe Kessler versus Tom Thelwell, Kev Lloyd versus Scotty Rourke, and Keenan Krishna versus Joey Hayes. Non-tournament bonus match on that card will see Scott Overman versus Chris Ridgway. That's uh, going to be great. I'm really, yeah, that's... Uh... That's just going to be great. I'm looking forward to be. seeing that. Uh, very, very, very much so. Uh, so by the looks of that, uh, basically, Tom Farewell has qualified already because uh, he's he beat uh, Dynamite Lee and 2-Bit. So regardless of their result, four points. So regardless of what happens in his match, he'll qualify because he has the uh, win advantage over both competitors. Uh, it'll come down to the Scotty Rourke versus Kev Lloyd matches in Block B. So Scotty Rourke uh, beats Kev Lloyd. They'll both finish on four points, but he has the victory over Kev Lloyd. So he would go through. If, if it happens that way, which I think I, I think it will be, I think they'll lead him back up to Scotty Rourke versus Tom Farewell once again. Do you want to explain what's going to happen at Catch Four as well while you're there? 
Yes, catch four. Capture on the 20th of November, where we'll have the finals for the Enigma series. But they've also announced that Brady Phillips will be making his debut. Uh, previously announced for Capture, Chantel Jordan <laughs> will be taking on Alexis Falcon. If Chantel Jordan wins, she gets five minutes alone in the ring with JJ Webb. And of course, you got the catch women's championship match. Riho versus Lizzie Evo. Nice. SWW Wrestling, uh, they will be making their debut in Cardiff on the 21st of November with Bushwhack. Uh, I love the Bushwhackers. Which will feature Lucy Lee, Dan Maloney, Nico Angelo, Mike Bird, LK Mezinger, Elijah, Sid Oakley, and Billy Hayes. Uh, their recent event, Take Me to Church, is now available free on YouTube. Spirit Wrestling have announced their second show for their upcoming second show, have announced the second match for their upcoming second show, Redo, in Sheffield on the 21st of November. I'm, I'll tell you what, I'm absolutely buggered if they decide to watch this one to see how I am, because I'm all over the shop. <laughs> Right, Battle Squad Awesome, Diamond Dave and Danny Chase are going to face off against H.T. Drake and David DeVille. And as previously announced, Chantel Jordan will be taking on Ivy. They've also announced the return of Happy Sweet Carts. Um, note to promoters, more sweet carts at shows. Yeah, Indeed. I'm, I'm behind that. I'm behind that, 100%. Uh, I just noticed that also on YouTube, free to watch is their first show. Oh, I like that. Free, my favourite price. Indeed. Superstar uh, Pro. Yeah, go for it. Let's see if I can do this one without cocking it up. Superstar Pro have announced that a Superstarcade will be taking place on the 11th of December. This will be a 20-man rumble, which will crown a superstar champion. The show itself will have appearing appearances from RPD, Rick Marcus, Harley Hudson, Lucy Sky, Connor Klein, Dan Evans, Isaac North, Ryan Thorne, Leon Gray, James Reed, and Brian Adenson. Indeed. Future Wrestling. Uh, our future are back with Snow Way Out on the 4th of December, again in Sutton-on-Ashfield. Uh, so far announcing two matches, which will be Hustle Malone versus Brett Myers and Mark Sander versus David Grant. Apex Wrestling return with their celebration stop here on the 27th of November to the Bletchley Youth Centre. This is going to feature Warren Banks, Danny Duggan, Mariah May and Kent Nelson. Okay, bit of a difficult one here. Prime Wrestling Entertainment. Following accusations made online regarding Joseph Biggs uh, in, in relations to inappropriate behaviour, uh, I don't, uh, it's uh, plus the fact that he was obviously photographed uh, in a match with disgraced wrestler Simon Musk. Uh, Prime Wrestling Entertainment have removed Biggs from the show, uh, which takes place, uh, which is their next show on November the 14th, which I'll be going to. And uh, I'm glad they have removed Biggs. Uh, I think uh, the young man needs to look at himself right now and make some adjustments and look at how he treats and he just needs to take care of what he is doing. Anyway, other matches include Rebecca Reznor versus Gia Adams, 
and that's so raven versus sorry that's so raven uh versus crash boat xl which is crash boat and jack turner uh plus leon slater versus ryan ace uh the main event i guess for now will only feature the four other competitors that are originally in the match which are mickey limerick Liam Slater, Tommy Zane, and H.T. Drake. That's an elimination match to crown the Prime Wrestling Champion. Plus, Dan Maloney will be making his debut. The Lancashire Wrestling Federation, LWF, are back on the 13th of November with V is for Vengeance in Chorley. Three matches have been announced. Son of Durson versus Nick Cutter. Uh, Lock and Sharp versus John McKinney. And Kelly Van Ness versus Harley Hudson. That match, Kelly Van Ness versus Harley Hudson, is going to be brilliant. I think it might be Lachlan. Lachlan? Lachlan? Lachlan. I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. Odyssey Pro Wrestling at Pier Fear on the 20th of November in Blackpool. OPW working alongside RPD, RP Davies, uh, will be raising money for the Brian House Children's Hospice. Uh, Pia Fear is set to feature JJ Webb, Big Guns Joe, Lizzie Evo, Jiro Adams, Tubit, Sandy Beach, and Ryan Hunter. Uh, there is a triple threat tag team tables, ladders, and chairs match, which will feature Reese Rogan, uh, Reckonable Reese, and Big Hoss Hogan versus Synergy, Troy Ryan, and Anderson Daniels, and Born Reddies, RP Davies, and Rick Mark. It's always good to see the promotions uh, doing some charitable work. Yes, well done, guys. Jurassic Pro Wrestling have two new competitors that have been confirmed for their show. LK Messenger and Elijah are going to be joining the roster just in time for Jurassic's second show on the 12th of December. Wrestle Island and Wrestle Island's Red Light Green Light show on the 19th of December in Birkenhead will feature the first ever Red Light Green Light match. Would you like to know more about it? Oh, go on. Uh, it will have six entrants. There will be one pinfall to finish. At random intervals, the match will announce red light, at which point all competitors, no matter their position, must remain perfectly still. Anyone who moves will be eliminated from the match. They must wait for the green light announcement before the match can continue. Uh, the show will also feature Terry Izzard going one-on-one with Joe Kessler after Kessler called Izzard out at the last show. Has Charles Crowley been doing the booking for them? <laughs> Black Country Championship Wrestling, BCCW have announced their second show. It's going to be on the 3rd of December in Dudley and it's going to be called Christmas Gimmicks. Indeed. Pro Wrestling East have announced that they are coming up on the, well they've got a show coming up on the 19th of February uh, next year at the Stories Field Centre. Uh, the show will have uh, the show will include Charlie Morgan, Peter Nixon, Gene Money, Jordan Said, uh, and tickets are available now. Kingdom of Wrestling have made, will be making their debut on the 27th of November with Let the Games Begin in Southport. And we now have their full card. The matches will include Harley Hudson versus Stacey, Roses, Stacey Rose versus Jenny B. Ryan Hunter versus Ethan Kelly. Chaos versus Lucas Neon. The Freak Show, Will Carter and Nightmare versus Lance Rivera and Jake Barron. And Born Ready, Rick Marcus and RPD versus Decker and Sheriff Steele. We will then have 2-Bit versus the wonderful Matt Fox. 
here, Matt Fox. Great, great, great guy. Been on our show. Great stories to tell. Uh, let's start some British stars overseas, of course, in Europe. Uh, starting with the Italian Wrestling Association, where Jordan Said, RJ Singh, and Cara Noir will all be heading on the 13th of November. Body Slam. Uh, we reported last week that Session Moth Martina was off to Denmark for Body Slam on the 19th of November. We now know she'll be facing Ink Alyssa, Ink Alice. My apologies, a four year pro from Sweden. Indeed. And Chris Brooks will be kicking off his DDT Grand Prix next week. We will be tracking his progress throughout and reporting back to you all of his matches. Uh, but with that, I think we've just about round up all of the biggest news across the British wrestling scene. What do you think, Dan? I think we have covered a lot on this Halloween night. Indeed. And with that said, we have been two guys drinking tea, talking about wrestling. And we welcome you to have a great day and great night. And remember, folks, don't feed the trolls. <laughs>